Thanks for joining me here on Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I'm your host, Karen Fabian, the founder of Bare Bones Yoga and the creator of the Momentum Magic Method, showing you the way to becoming a confident teacher who seamlessly shares cues and easily creates sequences, whose classes feel like events, who understands anatomy, and who shares their passion in a unique and authentic way. On the podcast, you'll hear anatomy lessons, stories from teachers, interviews with others in the field, and a dose of personal development. In addition to the podcast, follow me on Instagram and TikTok for daily videos on teaching topics. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. Let's get into the episode. Hi there. Welcome to Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I'm your host, Karen Fabian, and this is episode 246. So I'm recording this intro on June 20th, uh, 2023, and this episode is going live on June 26th, 2023. And I'm just going to do a quick intro here to just set this conversation up. So this is going to be... Um, an interview with a guest. And I love, if you've been listening for a while, you know, of course, that sometimes I do solo episodes and sometimes I have somebody join me on the show. And I love this conversation that I had today or yesterday with Anna Tansley. Anna is the founder of Choices and Outcomes. And you're going to hear uh, in this episode a lot about what she has created. And you'll also hear in the beginning how I connected with her. And it's a really cool, um, interesting story and one that she actually didn't know the details of until I shared it with her here on the show. One of the things um, I want you to pay particular attention to is how she created her business and how she built momentum around her personal mission and desire to help people and reach people in a particular way. And the reason I'm highlighting this part of the conversation is because I I don't know about you, but I have a lot of conversations with teachers these days about how to build their brand, how to build their classes, how to reach more people, how to identify who they want to help and how they want to do it from a yoga teaching perspective. And Anna really describes this so beautifully in this conversation that I wanted to just call that part out for you before you began to listen, especially if you are a yoga teacher who right now is at the point where you're really trying to define that, or maybe you've defined it and you're not exactly sure how to grow the business side of things. So this episode will give you that and more. And I really don't want to steal any more thunder from just the magic that is this conversation. So I'm going to end this quick intro and we'll hop over right now to my conversation with Anna Tansley, the founder of Choices and Outcomes. Here we go. All right, so here we are, live and in almost person. Yes, we're getting closer. 
Live. That's right. Live and an almost person. So I want to start by saying thank you so much. This is a little bit of an out-of-body experience for me because I'm used to seeing you through Instagram and not having the back and forth, having it just be the one-way channel where you're speaking to me and the other folks in the meditation group. So this is really cool to have it be two-way and, and to be able to go back and forth with you in real time. So this is wonderful. And thank you so much for joining. Thank you. It is wonderful. It's nice for me too, for it to be back and forth. Yes, exactly. I do Instagram lives myself. And I, I know sometimes it sort of feels like you're speaking into the void. Um, so I know that is sort of it can be sort of a interesting experience for the speaker, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's so nice to like see you because all I ever get is the little Instagram picture, That's you know? Right. That's right. That's right. Well, let me see. I, I know that um, for this episode, I'm going to record separately a little intro. So I'll probably say in the intro, you know, a little bit about you and how I came across you. I wanted, though, to just say a little bit about that, just to give you a little of the background of how I even connected with you as a springboard to you sharing what you do. Because I think for the listener of this podcast episode, it'll be kind of a nice tie-in or a lead-in to you expanding upon what you do, which is really the main reason we're here. So quick backdrop about a year and a half ago, I got into an Instagram chit chat with Mike Golub. And he and I were chit chatting about a couple of different business things. And long story short, I ended up working with him as a client. He was a business coach of mine for about four months. And so I worked with him. We met weekly. He was wonderful. I absolutely loved the, I really wanted one-on-one -on -one support for doing a number of things in my business. And he was instrumental in helping me. And through him, I found Kat, his girlfriend. And I began following her. And for the listener, Kat is Miss Excel. So you definitely need to go on your Instagram, go on your TikTok and look up Miss Excel. And so when I found Kat, I love Excel, although it's not like a big part of the work I do, but I loved Kat. And I found a podcast she was on Um like a year and a, a year ago, maybe even a little bit more. And I listened to this podcast like 10 times, like tears streaming down my face, like so powerful. And so I began following whenever she would post on her Instagram that she had another podcast episode on someone's show, I would listen to it. And in March, I was in a slump and I listened to a show she was on with this guy, he has a very interesting name. It's like Tejas, or I'll have to send you the, the link, or maybe you're going to remember. Mm -hmm. But in that episode, she spoke about a number of things she does to keep her energy crystal clear. And she mentioned you and your Kundalini meditation, and that you were really, I want to even say she said you were her best friend. So as soon as she said that, along with like 10 other things that I wrote down, I wrote to Mike on the DMs and I said, yo, Mike, 
didn't you mention to me this online meditation group you're in? And is it with Anna? And he said, yes. And I was like, oh my God, I need to be in that group. The universe connected me to the most recent podcast that Kat did with this guy, uh, blah, blah, blah. So that's how I ended up signing up for your meditation group. And so I wanted to just give you that background of how it's like a circuitous route, but it just is so interesting to me because I have no Kundalini experience in meditation, but I'm a longtime yoga teacher. So this whole work with you has opened up a whole new set of doors and windows to meditation. And I sort of felt like on the path of my own journey as a yoga practitioner, I'd sort of seen it all and done it all. And I don't even know why I thought that that's kind of dumb, but in going to your sessions, I'm like, oh my God, there's like a whole other world that I wasn't even knowing was available to me. So that's the quick background. So having said that, and for the listener, this will lead us to you introducing yourself to the listener and what you do. And of course, now we know that it focuses on Kundalini. So let's start with you sort of taking it from there and sharing who you are and what you do. Thank you for that intro. And it was really nice for me to hear as well of how you came to the daily practice, because a lot of people will just appear. And because we're in a digital environment, I don't always get face-to-face contact with people. So to hear where you came from and how you got there, it's really nice for me. It's like an added bonus for sure. So thank you for sharing that. Um, But for everybody listening, my name is Anna Tansley and I am a Kundalini yoga and meditation teacher and also a mindset performance coach. So I have a, the meditation program that Karen's um, referring to here is a digital membership and it's a transformative meditation program. It's very short. It's 30 minutes a day and we go live and we also have a library of replay classes for anyone to access. And we develop a consistent daily meditative practice, which this was birthed out of my own love for my daily practice. And I loved going to classes. I love doing workshops. I'm always doing trainings. But for me, the one thing that I have felt has been the most paramount in my progression and in my success and in my deepening of my spiritual practice and my relationship to myself is doing something daily and doing it consistently. So tell us, tell me um, a little bit about how you got into Kundalini in particular, because I can certainly say in my own path as a yoga teacher, I have not been exposed to a lot of Kundalini. And the listener may have, may not have. And I am, you know, really diving into your online meditation daily practice with no prior knowledge, but I'm just kind of doing the things and, you know, kind of every time we get together, you're sharing little bits and pieces of like the history behind it or the logic behind it, the science behind it. 
Um, so why don't we start there? Share a little bit about what is Kundalini yoga and how did you find this particular style of yoga? So Kundalini yoga is the yoga of awareness and it has all different aspects to it. So you can think of the kind of four pillars are movement, breath, mantra, and meditation. Those are the four parts of the practice. And you can really dive deep into any of those. I feel like with any yoga practice, I'm not as familiar with other kind of lineages of yoga. Um, but in Kundalini, you can spend your whole lifetime like going into one little piece of it and going really deep. Um, and so to really sum it up, I sum it up as the yoga of awareness, meditation of awareness, breath work of awareness mantra of awareness. Everything's designed to increase your awareness, your sensitivity, and to bring more energy into the system and help move through the kind of subconscious patterning. So I speak very much from just a Kundalini yoga background. That's what I've studied with my teachers and what I practice. Um, and I actually found it. So I've tried other yogas. So growing up, I remember all the way back to, I think I was in seventh or eighth grade, there was yoga happening in my PE class. And I was like, wait, I like this. And I remember all of the girls in the back of the class were like giggling and like laughing and like the down dog and everything. But I was like, wait, this is, I like this. This is enjoyable. This is something different. Um, I don't like quiet my mind like this. Normally I was big into other types of sports like lacrosse and field hockey and all of that. And, um, I found it again. I really had no relationship to yoga at all. And then I found yoga again, um, later on down the line in college, I took like a two credit class and how I related to that yoga that was in college. So what I was really looking for in college was opportunities to lay down and relax and be in that kind of pose where you're just lying down and going to sleep. But um, the teacher that I had would always tell kind of spiritual stories or stories of yogis while we were lying there. And I really connected to that. But then, you know, I just went back into my everyday life. It was a two credit class. I was like, okay, I'm done at the end of the semester moved to the city, did other types of yoga, um, but more from a very much fitness perspective, like hot yoga. And I did the Y7 yoga when I lived in New York and I enjoyed that. But um, that was physical activity for me. That's how I related to it. And then I had somebody at work at my corporate job who was two years above me. She was my peer mentor and she practice yoga. I didn't know too much about it, but I, I had heard that she was like practicing yoga and all of this. And then one day she messaged me out of nowhere and was like, I'm quitting. And I'm thinking, okay, where, where is she going? What bank is she going? We worked in uh, financial services consulting. So I'm like, oh, she's going over to the bank. She's going to another consulting firm. And then she messaged me back and was like, I'm traveling the world and becoming a yoga instructor and I, and, and just teaching yoga. And my mind was blown. I was like, this person, I've had a relationship with them for years. I knew that this was like a little piece of their life, but I didn't expect anything like this. That was totally outside of my realm of even um, awareness that that could be a Is that even a thing? Can people do that? Is that a thing? I, 
I was like, what? And part of me was like, why would you do that? Like, we have a great job. Like, I know it's not great all the time. It's high stress, but like, why would you do this? And um, so she was hosting a retreat. Of course, I followed her on Instagram after she quit and she was hosting a retreat and I saw the ad come through. Basically, she just shared a photo and was like, retreat, there were details on it. And I got this ping and was like, I have to go to this. I have to go. And it was in Morocco and it was a yoga and surf retreat. And I'm like, okay, I don't do yoga really. And I don't surf, but it's fine. <laughs> it I Morocco. Let's forget. It's not like it's DC or something. Yeah. I was like, it's fine. I, I feel like I need to go to this experience, but there was a part in my mind of other voice that I heard that was like, why would you do this? You know, why are you going to use your precious vacation time to go do these activities that you have no experience doing? You're going to go to another country by yourself. You've never done that. And then to bring up Kat, uh, Kat and I worked at the same company with this, with this girl and Kat ended up messaging me one day and was like, is it crazy that I'm thinking about going on this retreat? And I was like, no, we're going together. We have to go together because you said that. And so we ended up going and it was on that rooftop. She ended up teaching Kundalini yoga was what she was teaching at the retreat. And so I had my first experience of it and I really have no words for it. It was incredibly transformative. And then when I was laying down, relaxing at the end, my favorite pose, maybe day two, we call it corpse pose in Kundalini, but um, I was lying down and I heard in my mind, it was like, you need to teach this. And so I was like, what? I've only practiced this like two times. What is this? What is this in my mind telling me that I need to teach this? But I had had the ping to go. I went, I had an incredibly transformative experience. I had never experienced anything like that. I came back from that trip, a completely different person. I had a completely different relationship to myself, to my body, to my breath, to my energy, which I had never considered before my energy and, and all of that. And so I came back and I ended up going to the same studio where she learned in the city and the rest is really history. I ended up training there and studying there and finding my teacher. And now I'm here. All right. So you glossed over a whole bunch of things. <laughs> so I want to kind of go back a little bit because similar to your friend, you were working in a job in finance in New York City. So I mean, you know, that must have taken a little, and I know sometimes when people listen to the show, they also have a dream of leaving their somewhat structured corporate job to teach full-time, whatever that looks like. So how, when you talk about you came back and you were transformed, I know also people can probably hear that and relate to it. It's just that, that feeling and going from that feeling to actually the doing of making the shift to a different lifestyle and way of being and job focus. That's a, I've done that. And that takes a lot of, a lot of things have to happen. So tell me a little bit more about you came back, you were totally energized. You had this amazing spiritual download. It sounded like you now knew this was like your Dharma. This is what I am designed to do. 
but you were working in this job. So how did that happen that you left the job? Like, did you just go back and say, okay, I quit? Or was there something in between? Oh, no. It took me a, a long time, several years before I transitioned to, to teaching full-time. Mm -hmm. And I liked my approach because, you know, I came back from that retreat. I didn't have a lot of experience with the practice or anything like that. I didn't have my own personal practice yet, anything like that. So when I came back, I started going to classes more and I continued working at my corporate job. And so it was nice because at that time I was also starting to develop my own personal practice. So I got the real-time experience of like, okay, here's how this stuff works, right? I'm learning how this all works. I'm learning the teachings. I'm learning the science behind it, but I'm actually getting to have an experience of how I'm showing up differently in my current in environment. So I, so it was actually very expansive for me because I was like, okay, here's the before I'm very yeah. familiar with this because it's been like this for years. Right. And now I've added something in and just this thing I've added in. And now I'm seeing these completely different benefits mm -hmm. where I'm walking into a room with, you know, big wigs. And before I would be very shy, I'd be sweating profusely and totally anxious, shaky voice, not remembering what it is that I wanted to say or overthinking, overpracticing. And now I'm walking in and my shoulders are down and back. I'm moving through the room differently. I'm able to make eye contact with people. I'm speaking really eloquently and I'm not referencing my notes 24 seven. It's like, it's downloading down through me. And I'm like, okay, so there's real changes that I'm seeing now in like a pragmatic everyday sense, mm -hmm. which I think is important too for, you know, the best teachers are the best students mm -hmm. and to, to be the best student, you've got to have experiences mm -hmm. and you got to experience how, and you use the awareness, right? It's Kundalini yoga, yoga of awareness. So now I have a heightened awareness of, okay. I've been doing this and now I'm seeing this. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to keep going. I'm going to go a little bit deeper. Let me see how this is then reflected in my everyday life. And then that's super helpful too. You tell anybody that comes to your class, like, because not everybody wants to be a yoga teacher. It's, a call, it's like, you feel called to do it, right? I'm sure that's how you feel. It's like, you know, you're like, that's, that's what I came here to do. That's what I came to have an experience. You don't really have a choice. Right. But not everybody is like, okay, I want to, you know, meditate for eight hours a day. People hear that, like, I've gone to trainings for these like long periods of time. And they're like, how do you do that? I'm like, well, I feel like that, that feels good for me, but it's important to have those experiences. I think too, before making the jump to maybe quitting and going full-time in is like, how can you hold that experience and then be able to deliver that, give that, show that to somebody else who maybe is working in a really stressful field and you're like, okay, maybe try this. This really worked for me. And then that person can have a real experience of just taking one thing, utilizing it every day. And then, you know, having a big experience yeah. and I'll pause there because I can keep going into the, 
how I transitioned out. If we want to, we want to yeah, go. I mean, I'm curious when you're in this phase of being a student and starting to see how you're changing your way of being in your job. Did you have a vision at that point about where you were headed? Like you knew I'm going to work this job for X number more months. And then I want to teach, actually teach Kundalini yoga versus meditation full-time. Did any of that clarify in your mind? I knew, yeah, clarified through time. It it was like the guiding star was kind of, I want to share this with as many people as possible. And I want to practice this and learn as much as possible. So those were the two like guiding lights, the star, the North star. And then there were ways that I was trying to figure out how to do that. So, you know, even with people on my team, how could I mentor them in some way based on what I know about the teachings, what I've learned? Can I give them a tip? Can I help them with their confidence in a new way? or their sound current, whatever the thing is. So it it started to form in different ways. I was like, okay, do I do just corporate? Do I do corporate trainings full time? Do do I go that route? Uh, You know, how do I, how do I break into a digital space? Should I do that? Should I teach in person? All these things. Um, And then also like the pandemic happened for me. So uh, when I finished my my trainings, like we were right at COVID time. And so I was like, wait, (laughs) my, my dream of sharing this with everyone, like, how am I going to do that? And so, I mean, the way that I'm sharing now, the digital membership really came out of pandemic. Got it. I was like, I got to go virtual to reach the people now. So I can't be in person with them. Right. And when the pandemic happened in those beginning phases of it, like the first year or so, really even more, did your job change in terms of the look and feel of that because you were no longer going into the office for in-person work? Exactly. I became remote 24 seven, which even when I was at my, uh, before the pandemic, I, I was always finding a way to work remote. Anyway, I had the flexibility in my job to do that. And I was like, I, I am made to work from, work from home. Um, so I had more time. I had more time to study with my teachers, do online because they have an online um, programs and everything. So I was able to do that. And I was teaching classes on Zoom on the weekends. I was doing more full length, like 90 minute yoga and meditation classes um, on Sundays. And then I ended up going and changing to become a contractor. So then I was an independent contractor, but I could still work on the same projects at my firm. Mm -hmm. So then I got added flexibility. I went part time Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, I'm going part time because I knew at that point that I wanted to teach in a bigger capacity, in a more consistent way but I didn't know how it was still pandemic times. Right. So with the contractor position, I was like, okay, I'm going to work part-time. I had so much flexibility. It was incredible. And I was like, okay, I'm going to use the 
extra two days that I have to plan, to think about things, to travel. I wanted to travel. So I actually got the idea for, um, to do the daily meditation practice. I was in Hawaii and I was living there and it was relaxing and it was beautiful and it was amazing and everything I'd said I wanted, but I wanted to deliver. I wanted to share the teachings and I wanted to teach. And I was like, I got to do something. I can't just sit here all day. And so then I created the digital uh, membership and that was July 5th, 2021. So we're coming up on. Okay. All right. So I want to just take a pause here because I talk to a lot of teachers who they have the idea of doing something online as a way to expand the number of people that they're reaching mm-hmm. or even just to get started like because that's an avenue now that's so much more commonly used the old idea of the only way I can teach is if I get on a sub list someplace or I connect with my local community studio that isn't the only way anymore now you can take the initiative as you did so can you share a little bit more at the detail level of here you are in Hawaii, we're still in COVID times, but even if it wasn't COVID times, what you did, you could still do today. So let's remove the COVID part from the conversation. You're in Hawaii, you have all this information, you're dying to share it. How did you actually go about and tell people a little bit more about what the daily practice is? Because it's on Instagram, which is a little bit unique as a platform for actually taking payment and doing something regularly. So start a little bit about how that all came to be, because I want listeners to hear that it is so possible for you to kind of do this, but I feel like people need to know the details. It is so possible for you to do it. It requires messy action and imperfection and learning as you go. Um, I started, so I got the idea because I was like, okay, what's holding me down throughout the pandemic, throughout um, life, throughout being in Hawaii. And it's my daily practice. Like I said, in the beginning, that's very important to me. Um, And that's what I wanted to share with everybody because I'm like, okay, we're in a digital scene, right? Like the people I'm going to be reaching, if we take the COVID out, I'm reaching them through a digital channel. So people don't want to be, yes. I didn't pick that or did that come after? Because I, I had actually been in a program where somebody used Instagram before. And I was like, let's do Instagram because I had taught via Zoom And Kundalini uses a lot of music. Uh, We use a lot of mantra, a lot of sound, and I wanted high end sound quality. And Instagram has better sound quality than Zoom because Zoom, you're acting like a DJ, you know, you're sharing, sharing computer sound. If you're talking over the music, it cuts out. Even if you have good microphones, maybe there's been better improvements now, but the cueing was off the timing is very important in Kundalini. You don't go over certain times for certain exercises. And so I was like, I don't want to miss the timing because my voice cuts out and I'm not delivering in a great way. So I was like, okay, Instagram, because I've seen somebody do this and what's everybody on all the time. 
Instagram. It's easy to access. There's not like you have to log into an account. Passwords get forgotten. Okay. Like, you know, the servers aren't supporting it that well. Like Instagram was in at that time for me, it was the most reliable kind of thing that I could start really quickly. I was very familiar with how it worked and there's so many user guides out there and everybody uses it. So I could advertise via Instagram and then people could have me really quick because it's a daily practice. So you want to be able to access it and do it quickly. Right. Okay. Got it. So that got you to Instagram. And I think that's so great that you described how you ended up there because it is so usable by people and it can also be the platform they use to get their name out there, to do what they love, to share what they love, to grow their business. Okay, great. So you, you decide it's going to be Instagram and then, and you knew it was going to be a daily practice. So did you just start by going live and just attracting people simply by being live on Instagram? So the reason I knew how to go live on Instagram was because previously I had done a, I think it ended up being 80 days, like an 80 day challenge of going live and teaching something every single day. Okay. On your, on your page. On my, on my business page. Yep. I had practiced doing that. Um, So I knew how to go live. There were people that came, there were people that really enjoyed it. And so I was like, okay, I know how to do this. I've done this for the challenge. And then a lot of time passed. Yeah. And I was like a lot of time passed, but there are like probably three or four months that passed since the challenge and then me starting the business going on Instagram. Um, And I was like, let, let's just try it. Let's do it. Let's advertise it as such. I don't want to live stream every day, um, but I can commit to Monday through Thursday of doing it. And then people will have replay saved. They can do them on the weekends. That was my, because too, you have to think about, you know, your time. I was still working a job at that time too. So I was like, okay, 10 AM. I know my personal schedule. I can do it at 10 AM because my clients in another, uh, time zone. So 10 AM Eastern works well for me. It's after I've checked in with my team, everybody's done the morning meeting. We take breaks for coffee. So 10 AM, I can do 10 to 10 30. So you were working full. I mean, now I work with you and you're not working full time. Yeah. You started, you were living in Hawaii, working remotely full time. And at 10 o'clock, you would stop your job job to go live on Instagram. Yes. And in Hawaii, I was do I was working East Coast hours in Hawaii. So I was up at like 4 a.m. working. (laughs) But um Okay. Wow. This is I wanted to, I knew I wanted to make it happen. And I was like, what am I going to do when I come back from this incredible experience that I just had? Like, what do I want to, what do I really want to do? Because you find too, because messy action is so important. And I think, um, what I've learned from my experience and, you know, studying with my teachers and taking classes and all these things is like, nothing is forever. And things change all the time. So if there's something that you want to do to create, just do it and try it. And it does not have to be perfect to start. I love, I love the idea of like, you know, getting everything so good and to the place that you want it. Everybody does. 
But in reality, a lot of times when we look at people who have that, or we think we think that they have it, but it's taken them so many trial runs, errors, messed up payment processors, website host is not great, you know, everything to get to that point where it like looks good and people yeah. come, people love it and all the things. Yeah. So having said that, if you sort of, in a way, look back now over that two-year period of time, so there you are in Hawaii versus here you are now, do you see sort of different milestones that have happened along the way in the development of this offering of this program, like anything that stands out to you? Like, did you always charge for it? Did it start out being free? Did you add a paying component at some point along the way? Did you change the format of it? Uh, you know, anything that stands out to you along those two years? So it's been pretty consistent. When I created it, I was, I was charging for it. Cause okay. I was like, I, it's time to have an offering where people pay to come. It's fantastic. And I really want to emphasize that because, you know, when I work with yoga teachers in my program, so many of them are doing things for free and they have a lot of limiting beliefs around charging for what they do, because even though they know it's valuable, they doubt that the recipient of the service will think it's valuable to the extent that they pay for it. Like they sort of separate the value that they know the person will have from would they want to pay for that. So I really think it's important to highlight for the listener that you recognize the value and you also, and I, I you have to clarify this for me, maybe wanted that payment component also because it's a real business opportunity as well. And so that is part of that equation. Correct. Yeah. I and wanted I to, I wanted to tr also become a yoga teacher. I wanted to do that. And whether it was going to be a side hustle or a full-time thing, like I wanted to be able to have that experience. I wanted to try it and I wanted to see what was possible. And yeah. then the same thing with the pay, like with people paying, you can always change the price. You right. can always raise it. You can right. lower it. Um, right. I've been in programs where people have lowered it at a certain point because of whatever reason. And then they've told people we ought to raise it up because we want to bring in new things we want to bring in guest teachers we want to evolve it in some way and right. like like that like your programs anybody's programs can yeah. Yeah. change yeah and I also feel like you know once you add that payment component it it sort of ups the ante for you as a teacher me as a teacher the listener as a teacher because now it's not just something I'm dabbling in that if it doesn't work out, I can just walk away from it. Now there's sort of more of a commitment. And I feel like when I speak with yoga teachers, that's also a block they have. They sort of want to teach their neighbors or teach their friends or have their girlfriends come over for yoga in the basement. But to add a charging component, all of a sudden now it's like, oh my God, there's not just the value issue. There's also the, I'm holding myself out there as a teacher, and I don't know that I'm actually ready to do that. So I would love to hear, did any of that come up for you when you started to offer this service? 
Sure. Because before I was doing a, that 40 day, which became an 80 day challenge for free, that was originally done for free. And then I was like, okay, so I'm going to take something that I basically was doing for free. And now I'm going to, you know, charge for it. It's similar in terms of what you were doing in that free container. Right. Right. The daily practice, which was, uh, it, it was longer, but it was for meditations. And then I was going to give some, you know, lecture in the beginning and all the things. Um, but I was like, okay, like I I'm deciding I'm going to charge for it now. And the reason I'm going to do that is because it's, it's an energy exchange. Like money is just energy and, you know, humans have just put value on, on paper, which is not even paper anymore. It's just numbers on the screen. Right. But um, it's just humans have decided that that's yeah a value. And so what certain people are going to think that what you're offering is valuable and right. they're going to want to pay for it. Right. And it's not like a gatekeeping, like you never want to be like, I have the juice and you don't, you know, right. that, that, that's never it, but it's right. like, okay, I'm going to show up every day, Monday through Thursday. I'm going to continue to write the best teachers are the best students. So I'm going to continue to study with my teachers. I'm going to go deeper into my practice and I'm going to show up. And so I'm going to charge now for that. No, I think, I think this is, I didn't realize we were going to go down this particular thought thread. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so glad we did because, you know, that whole aspect of business and developing a business under the idea of being a yoga teacher, whatever you want to share and how, you know, in a way how to monetize that so that it becomes a sustainable business, whether it's something you do full-time or part-time and recognizing what you said, that energy exchange is there as well. So I'm so glad you went into that detail, especially because I hope someone listening is inspired by your story to make that idea they have in their head a reality and to push through any of the resistance they have around limiting beliefs around charging for what they're doing. So, okay. So now that we've talked about that piece of it and you said really the look and feel of it today in terms of what you're doing is similar. Can you just walk you know, I of course know what it is because I attend. Can you walk the listener through what it is exactly you're doing with people who join? And of course, at the end of the show or any any point in time, I want you to share how people can access it, but just give us a preview of what we're doing. So it's the daily meditation practice and we it's on Instagram as we've talked about and it's in a private Instagram group. So you sign up and then you get access to the private Instagram group. So this is separate from my business Instagram, which I had talked about previously for people just for reference where I did the 80 day challenge and where I post content and all that stuff. Uh, so it's a separate Instagram group. And then you come on, you get access to live. So I go live just via IG live Monday through Thursdays. And we practice, for, we have four different practices that we do. Each one is three minutes long. So it's nice. It's short. It's efficient. It's something you can keep up with consistently. Maybe there's one thing that you really like from it. We have some people who do that. There's one thing that they really like from it. And so they come, they do that one thing and that's it for them. And then they're like, okay, sign off. I did my practice. I'm good. Um, And so people can interact on the live stream. So you have 
I call it a global hype team because we're all about hyping each other up and everybody is very like-minded. People are goal-driven people and beyond goals, people just want to have a bigger experience of themselves and what they're capable of and what life has to offer. And they want to explore different parts of themselves and their energy experience, their victory. We're all about victory. And so we hype each other up in the chat. We talk in the chat during the live streams and, um, I do, I give information about the practices that we're doing or, you know, certain teachings, or we'll just kind of chat about, you know, I love formula one. So we'll, we'll grab something from that about mindset and then we'll integrate it in. Um, and then we'll do our four practices and we do them consistently Monday through Thursday and people know what to expect and, they come, they enjoy it, they go about their days. And it's just like a simple thing that they integrate, but has really long lasting and powerful benefits. And, you know, something that my teacher always said is, you know, people don't necessarily need variety. They're not looking for variety. What they're looking for is energy and a powerful experience. Like um, they want to be moved in some way. And so uh, I've always held to that because I am my own personal practice. And so that's what's held in the daily meditation group is that consistency. You're going to get an energy transmission, like the group energy field builds because there's a lot of people having deep experiences in these meditations because they've been practicing them now for two years. And so that's a powerful, that's, that's powerful experience. And then anybody who comes in now, like comes right into that deep energy field, that group, that kind of community that we've created and everything. Um, and so that's, that's what choice and outcomes daily practice is. Um, and we'll go into how you can find me at the end. Got it. Okay. So that actually, when you just mentioned choices and outcomes, which we will talk about at the end as your Instagram handle. Can you describe why you picked that name and how that relates to what you offer people? Yeah. So uh, when I was picking, you know, I was creating the business Instagram back in the day. I was like, do I make it like Anna Tansley yoga? Do I make it like, you know, meditations with Anna? Like I've looked around, right? I've looked around on Instagram. I've seen some things. But um, I just like made a list and started writing down things. And I was like, okay, what are some business names? Because beyond just yoga and meditation, there are other things that I want to have an experience of, other creative pursuits that I'm working on. So I wanted something that kind of could, could be an umbrella name, like a brand name. And then what really resonated with me. And so growing up, my dad always said that life is just a series of choices and outcomes. And I didn't like that growing up. He always said that to me growing up and it, because I was always getting in trouble. And I was like, why am I getting in trouble? <laughs> like I'm annoyed. I was like, this isn't me. Like, why, why is all this responsibility on me? It's not me, all these things. And he was like, listen, life is just, it's just choices and outcomes. Like what choices are you making that are leading to this? Like you got to look and it gave me all the responsibility back. And I didn't like that then. But as I went through life, I always had that phrase in my mind. Life is just a series of choices and outcomes. And, you know, you get older, you start taking hopefully responsibility for your life and the choices that you're making. What do I want to have a bigger experience of? Well, I, you know, I made the choice to go on this yoga 
retreat back in the day. And that was a big deal. Uh, you know, I made the choice to start the business. I made the choice to take a risk, you know, to transition um, to a contractor, you know, go part-time. Everybody was like, why are you doing that? Um, because I knew what I wanted to have a bigger experience at. And also just a side note, I went into a Kundalini class one day, a Kundalini yoga class, and somebody was talking about sequence consequence teachings, which are essentially a they're, they're very much in line with choices and outcomes. And when I heard it, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm meant to be here. It's like the golden thread that goes through everything. Mm -hmm. And so when I was starting my business, I was like, it's gotta be choices and outcomes that that's going to be the name. And then everything I create under that brand name, what I want to be held, um, the energetic structure I want for everything under there is it takes people back. It gives them that sovereignty, that energy. It helps them realize their personal power and it gives them an awareness to be like, what do I want to have a bigger experience of? Okay, so how can I make choices in my life that are going to give me more energy that are going to move me in that direction? And that's essentially what the entire daily practice is about. What do you want to have a bigger experience of? For some people, it's going to be a deeper spiritual experience. Other people, some people are like, I want to look young and youthful and radiant and beautiful. There is nothing wrong with that. Like that is why they come and they do the meditations. Other people are working through, you know, whatever kind of addiction things that they have, whatever we had, we had practices for that. And, and so that's how choice and outcomes came about. And then everything I want to create is going to be essentially within under that umbrella. It's, it's like the guiding star again. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, um, I love that because it really shows the deep connection to you and who you are and your family and your mission and your Dharma and how you want to show up for other people. And I, I have a lot of conversations with teachers if they're interested in my program or after they enroll in my program about really knowing what your mission is and having that be the guiding force. And for so many teachers, they don't really have that as the guiding force. It's something external to them. So I love that the story you just shared really illustrates to the listener how you're driving the bus. Like you're not letting things outside you create your mission or say what your name should be. Or yeah, you looked around Instagram, but sure, there are a lot of other people with Sally Joe, whatever yoga. And you're like, huh, I really want something that resonates with me. So you were driving the bus. And I just, um, I really want the listener to hear that because those voices, especially when we're on social media, can be so loud and they can squelch. I find they can squelch our own inner desires and passions. And when I talk to teachers, so much of what I do is trying to pull that forth and support them and say, that is what you should be listening to. That should what be should be what's guiding you as to how you want to show up for your students. What kind of yoga do you want to teach? What kind of business do you want to create? And you're just like a living, shining example of that. So again, I, I never know where these conversations are going to go when I um, have people on the show. And I'm so glad we had a chance to touch on that topic. And I really want to highlight it for the, for the listener so that they do the work to, you know, write out their mission and all the things I, I talk about when I meet with them. So, okay. So let me ask you this. You mentioned something in the beginning and I want to just take a moment. It's probably a good time to talk about it now, since you're talking about the brand itself and what kind of falls under that. Um, you mentioned about mindset and being a mindset coach. So tell me a little bit about what does that look like 
And how does that fit in with this daily meditation practice program that you have? Yeah. So what I want to say to any yoga teachers that are listening to is you are multidimensional for a reason. Like your experience, if you're like transitioning to become a yoga teacher, or maybe you're a mom and you decided to become a yoga teacher or a parent, uh, whatever your experience in life has been, it's very relevant to where you are now. And you always want to use it to benefit you. So yeah, I always, I always say nothing is wasted on the path to being a yoga teacher. I always say that because people are like, oh, I'm doing this, but I'm an accountant and it doesn't relate. And I'm like, no, when you build a yoga sequence, you need to be organized. And if you're an accountant, you're organized. It is going to help. Exactly. And it's so important to bring that to the table because people are, I'm glad, I love that you're saying that because I think it's so important for people to hear like too, before I like started doing mindset coaching or daily practice and all that. I mean, I was in a very corporate consultant risk and compliance business role. Like and you're like, how does that relate to yoga? Well, I needed yoga. <laughs> so I was stressed <laughs> and I was working so much, but also like I had to speak in front of groups of people. I had to be organized. I had to pull things together. I had to know how to talk to so many different personalities. And I had to know how to deliver things in a way that's going to resonate with this person. So this person hears me so that this person can, you know, execute on that and all of this and have a team and all that. Everything is relevant to your yoga teaching and to who you are as a person. Like, you know, even if you start your yoga teacher journey, like, yes, I teach yoga and meditation. It's always funny when actually, when people ask me what I do, because sometimes I'm like, gosh, how do I summarize it? Like there, there's so many things that I'm working on. There's so many projects. There's all of us. Like, do I just say entrepreneur? Like there's, there's so many pieces to it. So the mindset coaching has come even from when I was in corporate working with people on my teams who would come to me and call me and be like, I don't know how to handle this with X, Y, Z boss. Like I'm going through it. I don't like this job anymore. I don't like this. Like it started way back then. And then through time, you know, you, you can add the payment component to it um, or you add, expand it, take on more clients, whatever the thing is. Um, but mindset coaching, it has a lot of the yogic principles involved in it. Like what I've learned through my personal practice about discipline, what I've learned through life, what I've learned from my teachers, you know, related to success, related to money teachings, related to, you know, working on subconscious programming and reprogramming the mind, like all of that gets included in the mindset coaching and working with people one-on-one. -on -one. And it does include, you know, if there are certain meditations I may give or, or chronic practices, whatever the thing, um, but it all works together. So too, for anybody listening, like you may start in one direction and then be like, okay, well, I want to add this piece. And I think I can really shine in that department because of X, Y, Z skills that I have. Well, let me try. Maybe, maybe, you know, cause what do we define success as uh, how many clients you have, how much money you make? Like if you love doing it 
and it's like not pulling that much cash for you, like that's, that's okay though, because you may have gifts to deliver in that direction. And then you can still be a yoga teacher. You can do all these things. Of course. Yeah. And I mean, how cool that you can work with people in a mindset coaching sort of way and pull in the Kundalini meditations as sort of homework for them to do to support them on their journey. So I, I think that is such a great illustration of how you can blend both. And so that is sort of a related calling that it sounds like, or it sounds like almost people saw in you a chance for them to be around you and have you help them reframe things and look at things differently. So you were sort of, maybe it wasn't even that you were looking to create this other niche, but people just sought you out as someone who had really left this job, started this program and, you know, coming from a corporate environment. I mean, I came from corporate too. And many people, when I left, told me stories of, oh, I wish I could do what you're doing because I really want to be an author or I really want to be a teacher or, I you know, and it was, so I'm sure for you, people looked at what you did in your corporate job and thought, wow, I wish I could have the courage to do that. And so now they are seeking you out for help with problems of all sorts of dimensions. Is that sort of how it, it sounded like that was how it was happening? Exactly. Exactly yeah. like that. And then also you that we talk a lot about in Kundalini yoga, I just want to say this about the power of your sound and the power of your word and how important your word is. Mm -hmm. And through the practice of Kundalini, we, you know, we're very conscious of the things that we say it's yoga of awareness, right? And our words really create our reality. And when we come back to them, we focus on them and we do practices around building our self-trust, our confidence, you know, we project from certain centers and all of the things. Um, your words have a lot of power. And mm -hmm. so, you know, use them wisely and use them with care, but also never underestimate the power of, of what you say. Like you could say something in a class and somebody will come back to you years later and, and be like, that helped me so much. I had somebody reach out to me this week that I had a call with uh, two years ago. And I, she was trying to start a business and I was talking to her about it and we're working through some things. And I told her one thing and I was like, you know, she was like, should I ask, ask like, like, how do, do I tell my, my work that I'm doing this? And I said, no, I said, ask for forgiveness. Do not ask for permission. Oh, right. And she came back to me years later and was like, my business is thriving. I'm so glad that I did that. What you said, you know, rocked, it rocked my world. And that was something I, I said all the time to, to my friends, to myself, when I was starting my business, everything, but yeah. you don't underestimate the power of, of what you have to say. And, and, and the words that you speak, because so many things can come from that, right? Like, just like you said, like people can come to you then and be like, I, I need help coaching through this thing that I'm going through right. or whatever the thing. And then your business can expand what you want to deliver to the world can expand. And the possibilities are absolutely endless for what you can do. Yeah, totally. And it's interesting to me to hear you say that now, because right before this call, I had a call with a teacher who was interested in my program and she presented almost two different parts of herself the part of herself and her whole health journey, which she's not 100% well. 
And at the same time, she is someone who really wants to teach yoga and she wants to share in a therapeutic yoga way in large part because of her personal journey. And so as I was talking to her, I could hear the part of her that wanted to emerge as a powerful teacher to share from her own experience and help others. And then there was this other draw to continue to talk about your words, having power to continue to say to me on this call, languaging around, I'm broken and I'm injured and I never can get going. And every time I start, I have to, you know, lose track of where I am and it's hard for, and so I literally said to her, I want to speak to the part of you that is the teacher, that powerful teacher, because someone recently told me, um, she has a background in uh, NLP and neuro-linguistic programming that people can oftentimes relate to parts of them more than they can just shift their mindset from one way to another way. So if you can sort of speak to the part of them who, blah, blah, blah. So I had an opportunity on this call with this teacher to use that languaging. And she was like, okay, I'm going to talk to you from the part of me that's the teacher. And for the next few minutes, I'll put aside some of those other things I was saying to you that was sort of talking badly about myself. So it just reminded me when you were saying what you just said, and I think that's a specific example. However, so many people seem to be drawn into the languaging that sort of speaks badly about themselves. So when you say, what you say matters, does that relate to kind of the self-talk that people use that can sort of suppress their their power and agency over being their best self? Absolutely. Absolutely. So how do people get, what, how, I mean, is Kundalini yoga, are there specific things that people can do to kind of turn up the volume on the voice that is that part of themselves who like how how can we do that more of that the easiest way to get into it is first you start listening to your breath so throughout all day like check in with yourself you know you're on the computer okay let me listen to my breath while I'm like googling this thing okay the breath is like the first kind of and foremost thing where you can start to bring your awareness to it. The breath, number one. And that's part of your sound is your breath. And then once you start developing that relationship of, okay, I'm bringing my awareness to something, my breath, then we can start to do is, okay, I'm going to bring my awareness to the words that are coming out of my mouth. Like what, what's, what am I making on audibly? What am I saying to people? And then you just check yourself. You're not, you're not judging, but you just bring a level of like, you need that breath. Mm -hmm. So take a deep breath before you always respond to Tom the same way in the office. Okay. What, how, how's my relationship normally with Tom? You know, do I complain about it being Monday? It's such a, like a boring conversation, you know, like I started to realize that I was like, it's boring to always be like, oh, Monday again. I was like, do I really feel like that? Like that's, yeah. a, that's how I started to get into it, how, how I start to realize the language thing. And I was like, I don't really feel like all those things that I'm saying, but I I'm programmed to say them because yeah. you've programmed yourself or society yeah. has programmed you, yeah. but you yeah. allow, 
you've allowed the program to persist essentially, because it still is, it's a choice. Like you, you've allowed the program to persist because maybe you didn't have the awareness of it. Right. But then you start to develop the awareness of it and you're like, okay, uh, the next thing you can do is say no complaining for 40 days, which is like a yogic teaching. You don't complain for 40 days. Uh, instead of complaining, you can compliment, you can change the topic. You can just, say nothing. yeah, you just be silent. You don't say anything. Um, there's a really powerful prosperity practice as well. A lot of things will come to you if you stop complaining. Uh, like I had such a transformative experience when I did that 40 days, no complaining. Uh, because you have to get creative and you have to find different things to talk about. And so you will start to find different stories to tell about yourself when you stop complaining, different stories to tell about the situation that you're in. When you tell yourself, I'm going to stop complaining because that's an awareness technique, right? Like I'm thinking about what it is that's coming out of my mouth. Maybe the internal dialogue at that point is still like, oh my gosh, like I want to complain, but you, but you're shifting now. So you're even shifting then on an internal level too. You're like, okay, my thought is really negative. Maybe I've never even heard my thoughts like that before. My thoughts have a sound. They have a voice even, and I can change the voice of my thoughts. And I'm telling you the one, the one that you want to go with has a very, it has a very different sound than the negative one. Like the, the positive one, the constructive one, the higher frequency one, whatever you want to call it, it, it has a literal different sound if you tune yourself to it. And in Kundalini, we do a lot of chanting, breathing techniques where we're always listening. We have the mental recitation of the mantra going, and it's so that you can have these pragmatic experiences of then, okay, I'm actually listening to myself in this situation. Do I like how I'm sounding? Mm -hmm. Like, do I like the words that I'm saying? Because it creates your reality. And there is a subconscious mind. So Kundalini yoga works on the subconscious patterning, the subconscious mind. So the subconscious thought forms, we call them thought forms. They also do have a sound. They have a sound. And for some people they've gone deep and they can actually like, it's, it's very specific. Like it might sound like witchy or it sounds like kind of like like grumbly or like rough and like whatever the thing is you have to have your own experience of it but the subconscious mind those thoughts they have a sound and the kundalini goes in and it gives you the awareness of those sounds and it also can move the sounds mm-hmm. in the system it moves the thought forms mm-hmm. and we we don't need to go into it in full detail here but um that's one of the powers of the practice and why I found that Kundalini meditations and Kundalini yoga work so quickly is because there's a direct kind of access to that subconscious mind and reprogramming it. And even through little techniques like that, where you're like, okay, maybe I'll try no complaining for 40 days. Let's see what happens. And then you get this huge benefit and you're like, oh my gosh, a whole new world of conversation topics has opened to me or opportunities has opened to me because now I'm not looking at that through the same lens. I changed something. benefit. Yeah. I think that is such a great, a great, um, explanation. And, you know, I can say for anybody listening, because I think sometimes the no complaining exercise is great. And sometimes even with something like that, or even if you don't try that, it's sometimes hard to break that cycle. So I know for someone like me, I'm pretty good with stuff like that. However, I find going to the meditations with you Monday through Thursday, really keeps me on the right track to sort of get ahead of breaking a bad cycle of thinking 
that I could be getting sucked into. So whether it's, you know, going to your meditation, working with a mentor, going to a yoga class, like sometimes you have to sort of look for help outside yourself to get help to sort of reset the mind. And then you kind of use that as a way to get the momentum going. And then maybe you can, you know, kind of write yourself a little bit better on your own once you kind of lean on that support to, to get, to get things going. Um, so as we're sort of wrapping up here, tell us, tell me, tell the listener, what is coming like in the future? Where do you sort of see things going from here for you? Do you have other ideas for ways that you want to help people? What does that look like for you? Uh, I am expanding my one-on-one offerings. So it's, it's forming, it's in process, but I, you, you can, I'm kind of opening up the one-on-one sessions. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's been a little bit more, yeah, I haven't really advertised it in the past, but, um, I'm thinking about offering that up now. So one-on-one, the mindset coaching and all that. Um, and I'm also looking to do more things in person because too, again, we were talking about before, like things change and you're going to have, I think it's important how you said you talk to a lot of people about what's the mission, like what's the why. Yes. Uh, know that guiding star. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, sometimes it like changes a little bit, but a lot of times you'll find that the why always stays the same, but the, ch- the channel through which you deliver on that why starts to change. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I want to do more in-person things. Yeah, I want to connect with people. It's so nice to see you. You have no idea. It's so nice to see your face right now and be like, okay, this is somebody that I practice with all the time because I'm practicing too with you. You know, I'm teaching, but I'm I'm practicing. Um, And so it's so nice. So I'd love to start doing things more in person, Uh, maybe some retreat offerings in the future. And, um, I also have other creative pursuits that I'm working on. So, uh, related to some clothing as well and other, yeah, ways to deliver on the mission because the mission, there's a lot of channels through which you can deliver and serve people and, and kind of serve whatever your highest self, your soul's mission is here. Uh, it changes and it can look different and it's cool to, have that experience, like that zest for, okay, what could it be? Yeah. How can I continue to, you know, evolve, expand and have a bigger experience of whatever it is you want to have a bigger experience of? Yeah. Well, I mean, once you solidified as you did your passion and your mission, it seems like everything is just sort of evolving from that. And it's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, have this related channel and that related channel and, you know, just keep building on the same foundation. And as you say, what it looks like is going to be a multifaceted way. Mm-hmm. So that is awesome. So why don't you tell us how people connect with you on Instagram, how they can join your meditation group. And I know like I attended one of your, after I signed up for your meditation group, I attended one of your live uh, workshops 
So anything along the lines for the listener to connect with you, to join the meditation group, if there's anything coming down the line, that's like a free meditation, uh, webinar, workshop type thing. So whatever you want to share, I want to make sure people know about you and what you offer. Thank you. So you can find me. Uh, my name is Anna Tansley again, but you can find me under choices underscore outcomes. That's what it is on Instagram at choices underscore outcomes. And that's my public business Instagram. So you can find content on there, some meditation videos, former, you know, classes. There's, there's some free resources on there that you can click around and uh, check out. And then if you want to join the daily meditation practice group, you can go to my website. So it's www.choicesoutcomes.com backslash daily dash meditations. And you can sign up there. And we're coming up on our two-year anniversary. So that will be July 5th, 2023, which is crazy to think about. And I'm super excited for the, the going into this next round with the team. Um, so you can look out for uh I want to say there will be a, a special, there will be a special discount coming um for that for that special year, but um, you'll have to, uh, stay tuned for that as I get it all together. Um, so yeah, that's how you can connect with me. And I'm excited to, uh, see everybody talk to everybody and, you know, maybe you join the, the daily Medi team yeah. and join Karen and I on the yes. live. And I will say too, I know when I wanted to join, I initially had a question. So I just went to your public page, um, and DM'd you and you wrote me back. So people can do that too. I think off of your, I don't have my phone with me, but I think off of your actual business page, you can click a link that brings you to your website. So you never even need to remember choicesandoutcomes.com backslash jelly. You can go there right by clicking the link, which is like how I found you. So I didn't even need to know that. So just go to her page on Instagram. And um, and I will also say, I mean, I want to share, I hope it's okay. We're talking $25 a month here, people. So this is like really, really affordable to, um, to do. And even if the price goes up a little bit, we're still talking like a very um, reasonable investment for the value. And I can certainly attest as a regular attendee, it has really changed my perspective on life and my business and how I operate in the world. And that's coming from someone who had, like I said, no experience with Kundalini meditation. And I just sort of jumped in and just went along with it. And you're just such a great teacher and you share a lot. And I love that you know, it's a little bit interesting because you don't really see anybody else on there except their handle on Instagram. And everyone is so supportive of each other. So it's really fun to join this group um, every day and have people going back and forth in the chat about, hey, great to be here. Nice to see you, blah, blah, blah. And um, just feel that connection like you are part of a group of people who value energy and meditation and taking energetic care of themselves. So I really encourage people to sign up and check it out because it will really give you regular support to stay in the right energetic lane. So 
really congratulations on starting something that, you know, is just doing such a great thing for people. And I love that you got to share your story. I'm so glad that we could, we could talk live and I could hear more about it and fill in all those blanks I had in my head. Like, how did you get here? <laughs> I love that. Thank you for having me. It's been amazing to talk to you and see you and uh, be with your audience here virtually yeah. again. <laughs> so this will go quick. Today is Monday. It'll go up a week from today. So I'll send you the link. I like to kind of have conversations in real time and get them up soon so that it's all fresh and current information. So yeah, I'll send you the link next week and I'll be excited to share it with everybody. So thank you again, Anna, so much for being here. And I will see you tomorrow at 10 o'clock Eastern on the live stream. Live stream. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And the fact that you're still here and still listening is not lost on me. So thank you so much. Couple of things. If you have any questions, please contact me. Send me what your questions are directly to my Instagram DM. You can find me there at Bare Bones Yoga. The next thing I hear so much from yoga teachers that they want to be confident. They want to feel more confident. They don't want to have that nervous feeling in their stomach when they get up to teach. They don't want to stumble over their words. They want to create sequences fast and not spend so much time writing out their sequences and practicing their sequences. And they so much want to just walk around the room rather than being tied to the mat and practicing the entire sequence with their class. If any of this hits home for you and you want to develop into a more confident, authentic teacher in the next 30 days, I want you to DM me confident teacher heard it on the podcast, and I will show you exactly how you can get there. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you on the next episode.